I have to say it again, we're entering another big period and by this time next week we'll be experiencing the second full moon of this month which is also going to coincide with the retrograde of Uranus giving us a grand total of seven planets in retrograde. Technically there's eight and I'll explain that in, the, in this week's newsletter. That's a lot as we'll discuss in this week's newsletter. By now we're all watching the geopolitical stage with a mixture of shock, horror, disbelief and other emotions as we see in full display the kabuki theater that we once called governance. Don't classify ascension as something that's happening in the ethers. It's happening in full 3D panorama right in front of us. The battle between the dark and the light may involve spiritual forces, but it also involves earthly players as well. And this retrograde period, which extends through the rest of 2023, is going to wrap it all up in a neat bow and bring in the light. Welcome to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Hoffman, former business, finance, and technology expert turned spiritual warrior and High Vibes Living mentor. And I want to show you how to engage your High Vibes Living to create your rich, happy, and successful life. Since 2004, I've been teaching soul-congruent, mind-expanding, wholeness living to a global audience via my weekly Enlightening Life newsletter and my leading-edge programs, masterclasses, accurate intuitive sessions, and the best life and energy coaching available anywhere. I'm the world's most accurate intuitive, the iconic energy savant, a best-selling author of eight books, the expert on energy boundaries, alignment, integration, and intention, and the founder of the Becoming 360 Method of Transformation. I'm here to motivate, inspire, and energize you to embrace your full potential, upsource your possibilities, revive your life, and shine your life brightly. Thank you for joining me on this week's High Vibes Living Podcast, and I hope you'll learn something that tunes you into your high vibes and motivates and energizes you and shines some light on your journey. Let's get started. Every calendar year, we have a number of planets that have retrograde cycles, and this year is no different. Except this year, and specifically this month and into September, we will have seven retrograde planets, and that's a lot. The only planet that's not retrograde will be Mars, and it did a three-month retrograde in Gemini in 2022, ending it the first week of January 2023. That Mars retrograde is significant to what's happening now. More on that in just a minute. And if you wonder why I don't mention the sun and the moon, it's because they never go retrograde and they don't figure in here. Well, the sun does kind of. Technically, we can include the sun in this group of retrogrades because Venus is currently retrograde in Leo, which is ruled by the sun. So that gives us a total of eight planets retrograde out of a field of nine. I think that's significant, don't you? What does all this retrograde motion mean to us? Well, first of all, retrogrades invite us to step back, review, use discernment, and pause before moving forward. Mercury will be retrograde, which is always a significant factor in our daily lives. If you don't believe me, think back to the last Mercury retrograde and your car broke down, you lost your keys, you 
missed an appointment or an important phone call, you tripped or fell and hurt yourself, or something happened that upset your plans. Mercury retrograde has a way of being very inconvenient, especially when we're rushed in a hurry or juggling too many things at once. Mercury retrogrades in Virgo, one of its signs of rulership, although I've always thought that Chiron should be the ruler of Virgo, especially when we consider its lower or more negative aspects of being the martyred healer, servitude, self-judgment, and it can be a bit OCD. This Mercury retrograde is tied to the Mars and Gemini retrograde, also another sign of Mercury rulership. And this retrograde brings up our karma, soul cycles, soul groups, karmic cycles, and stories in a big way. I want to introduce something that I call the four karmic milestones, which involves the signs of Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, and Pisces. This figures very prominently over the next three months, which is why I'm calling it to your attention now. You may thank me for it later. On the karmic path, we make our start in Gemini, the natural third house, and the ruler of karma, as well as siblings, short trips, and communications. Gemini is our first introduction to our karmic path, which begins at the moment of conception, not when we turn 18 or 21 years of age. We choose our family because of our karmic obligations and missions. So we are exposed to our karma from the first spark of life and for a very long time. Now remember, in 2022, Mars had a three-month-long retrograde in Gemini and started the year as it completed that retrograde. That was the first step in this karmic journey that we're having now. Remember, it isn't just Mercury retrograde, it's a total of seven planets, well, technically eight, including Venus that are retrograde right now, or that will be by the end of this month, and that is a lot. With Mars opening the door of the karmic path in the 2023 retrograde cycle, we have the beginning of karma in Gemini. This is where we get our karma card. We set out on our karmic journey and try once again to resolve our karmic issues with our soul group from the moment of conception until our death or until we decide we'll no longer engage in the karmic dance because that is an option for us, we are dealing with our karmic issues. And we deal with our karma with the same soul group, the same energies embodied in the same kinds of people over and over again. Do you think that this is the first time your mother was jealous of you? or that your husband left you for another woman? Do you think it's the first time you've had to deal with harsh life challenges or to be persecuted, rejected, abandoned, and betrayed by the people who are doing it to you now? Hardly. This is a repeat, a recycle of old energies and experiences that we replay because we want resolution, retribution, validation, or vindication. But most of all, we want to bring these souls to the light, to heal them and to make them whole, to prove to ourselves that they really do love us and are capable of doing better. This is karma, and it has probably worked out for you now in the same way as it has in the past. But that's the end of our karma story. Let's go back to the beginning of this karmic journey. How many of you knew that your mother didn't want you or did not want to be pregnant? How many of you are the product of a traumatic conception? I've often wondered, 
As many of you have, why innocent babies and children have to go through the trauma of karma at such a young age, but they do, as you may have experienced. If you have strong karmic issues with your siblings, this is also part of your karmic path and it's part of the Gemini legacy. You may have been the outcast, the different one, the one who did not fit in with your siblings. Maybe you were the one who was left out, picked on, bullied, or traumatized. As a gift of the light to our karmic group, we are often rejected by them because of the light we bring to the family and to our karmic group. It's a gift we've been trying to give them for lifetimes. Then we move on to the sign of Virgo in our karmic milestone path. This is the house of work and health, and our work on a soul level includes our karma. This is where we choose to be in service as a servant or of service as an empowered master. It's not an easy choice because it involves turning our back on the core issues, the core karmic issues, the things that we have promised to resolve. It's part of our soul mission to be with these people and giving up is not something we do easily. After Virgo, we move on to Sagittarius, the house that governs law, philosophy, and higher thinking. If karma begins in Gemini, it's resolved in Sagittarius, its higher aspect. Every sign has its higher complement, which is the sign that is 180 degrees opposite, also called an opposition. If we are to complete this karmic journey and not repeat it, then we have to deal with our philosophical issues around our karma our own self-imposed obligations to our core karmic issues. Here we have to deal with our need for fulfillment, satisfaction, and vindication. We have to decide whether the battle is worth the fight and how much longer we're willing to walk this karmic path. On this step, we look at emotional issues and our pride because our pride takes a hit when we have to give up. And while that's not really what happens, it is how we can see it. If you know the sign of Sagittarius, which is ruled by Jupiter, its downside can be arrogance, pride, and self-aggrandizement. And then from Sagittarius, we move on to the fourth and final milestone on our karmic journey, and that's the house of Pisces. The 12th house, also called the house of self-undoing, the house that rules prisons, drugs, illusion, and self-delusion. It also rules spirituality. Just in case you were wondering. Here we deal with the spiritual side of our karmic journey, our source connection, our source contracts, and soul promises. This is where we have made the promises of care, support, vindication, revenge, and blame that began our karmic journey. But it's also here that it either ends or the next round begins. It's here that we either let ourselves off the karma hook or decide that we're going to try one more time. No judgment either way, but it does make a difference in our lives and in our life path. If we decide to have another go at the karma wheel with this soul group, then we're going to incarnate with them again, have the same experience or maybe worse, and come to the Pisces milestone in our journey again for a review of our karma to make this choice once more. Do we stop the karma dance or do we try it again? All of this talk about karma and the karma dance and the way we repeat karma over and over and over again. And I'm sure 
a lot of you are probably tired of this. I know I am. Now that I recognize my karma and my karmic partners and what's going on with them and I see these relationships for what they are, I feel like I've been running a marathon. I'm done. I'm tired. And it makes me think of the dance marathons of the 1920s and 1930s when they were all the rage. These were contests that required couples to dance until they could dance no longer. Sometimes people collapsed from sheer fatigue. One person died on the dance floor and they were banned after several unfortunate incidents like that. I've often said that karma is a dance and when one partner decides to stop dancing, the dance is over for them. In the fourth step of our karma journey, the house of Pisces, we have to decide whether or not we'll stop dancing. But we have to do it while also realizing that we're not losing anything. We have not failed and we're not wrong if we decide that we've had enough. There's no blame or shame associated with deciding that we no longer want to engage in a karmic journey with this soul group, especially after they've rejected and renounced us time and time again. Do you think we get tired of this kind of treatment? Of course we do. And you may be there too. Since 2004, when I first began writing and channeling Archangel Uriel, I've said this is the lifetime we'll end our karma. And with a rare Neptune and Pisces event, which happens every 165 years, we do have the forces of the universe on our side. But we have to understand two things. Number one, this is not a failure. It's actually an ending that spans lifetimes of suffering. And number two, that the karmic lesson we always think belongs to others or is for the benefit of others is also for our benefit. Very often, our karmic lesson is for us to let go of the core issues we've imposed on ourselves. It will be interesting to see what happens over the next few months because although we're at a karma crossroads, abandoning lifetimes of healing effort is no small feat. If we can resolve our need to provide healing and wholeness to people we see as broken, limited, and in the darkness with our desire to expand into the joy, peace, abundance, and divine harmony of 5D living, we may choose to leave the karma dance, and that's fine. One more thing. This is not just happening to us individually. This is a global event. It's a power to the people moment, a chance to override centuries of overt and covert tyranny and break out of the 3D paradigm of control, domination, power over, disconnection, and systematic corruption into 5D living. This begins with the truth of who we are, our source of empowerment, something that we've allowed to be defined by a scientific community whose agenda is to keep us limited, sick, and energetically isolated. If you watched my recent webinar about 5D DNA, and you can register here, and if you're listening to the podcast, go to the blog page and you'll see the registration. Or if you're on my Facebook page, there's a link to the registration there as well, just in case you missed it. I talked about the fallacy of our DNA structure. Our DNA is an antenna that connects with the morphogenic energy field. It's how we manifest. It's how we connect with energy. Do you really think your DNA is only two strands plus a bunch of junk, as they call it? And why do we never see the junk DNA shown on any images? Is that the truth? Or 
Is our DNA a well-ordered, organized, and energetically resonant and congruent structure that allows us to effortlessly connect with our source energy or the morphogenic field? What do you think? Well, listen to my webinar and watch the video and learn for yourself. Then sign up for the 13th Strand DNA Activation class and learn how you can organize and calibrate your two-strand DNA into its 13 strand 5D model and access greater potentials for your life. Karma is a 3D construct. There is no karma in 5D. This is one of the final parts of our ascension cycle, the decision to continue with the karma dance or not, to keep on going around the four karma milestones, to repeat them over and over again, to hold out the light as we've always done, to keep holding on to the core karma energy commitments or to free ourselves of these restrictions so we can live our lives on our terms instead of through our karma. We will choose what is right and best for us and no matter what we choose, each iteration of our karma milestone journey will be a learning experience and an opportunity to choose between karma and creation, between freedom and limitation and to use the spiritual pilgrimage of the karma milestone path to make peace with our karmic path and free ourselves to create a 5D life and lifestyle. Thanks so much for tuning in to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, your host. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and that it has inspired, motivated, and energized you to take a few steps towards your rich, happy, and successful life. If you need more inspiration for your life path, check out my eight best-selling books on Amazon or look at a transformational intuitive session, coaching, or program on my website, enlighteninglife.com. Be sure to sign up for my newsletter and join my over 5 million weekly blog readers. Please subscribe to the High Vibes Living Podcast. Give it a like and a review. Your acknowledgement helps others find us and get the information and inspiration they need to turn their pain into joy and their fear into confidence. Your Becoming 360 transformation into congruence and divine harmony is a step away, as is your rich, happy, and successful life. Join us each week for a new episode, and I look forward to our next time together. Mm-hmm.